It's the TiltCast episode 525, Clearly Canadian. And this week, guys, we talk 20 minutes till dawn, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Control, Stardust, and Terror of Hemosaurus. Stay tuned. It's what we're a mute. Well, at least there's two cans. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> it's the Tillcast. Yeah. It's an M-rated show. I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I'm Rusty. The three of us who get about 30 minutes of bullshit. Some, bullshit. Some games, some news. It is October 22nd at 2.37 p.m. at a balmy 83 degrees outside, even though earlier it's- this week it was in the 20s. It's 74 degrees in the Northlands, and we're all outside naked. It's wonderful. Yeah. We won't, <laughs> we won't get back into the 30s till later next week. It's, this, is, this is what we call the last summer. <laughs> this, is, this is like second spring. This is, yeah, this is fall's last, get, last gasp. It no, is no, the well, calm before the we, storm. What we call earlier this week, Justin, is false fall. False fall. I, I'll take it. Yeah. Oh my god. That that's where that that's where us Southerners get just just that that tiniest taste of the outside finally being livable, dude. And this is and then this it is takes the it away. This and then is it takes the day. It away. This is the day, because if somebody wanted to rake their yard without freezing their ass off, this is the day. There's leaves have fallen, and there's a whole bunch of people out there just raking leaves up into big piles right now, because they can do it without having to wear a coat. My leaves are still green on my tree. You weird southerner, you... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, my shit hasn't started falling either. Some of the neighbors, some of the, dead up here. Yeah, some of the trees around with some of the neighbors are starting to collect leaves in the front yard, but my tree in the backyard is still, still uh, green, green as hell. Everything is dead up here. We're all just waiting for the end. <laughs> Sorry to be bleak, but it's kind of the reality we're looking at. Um, I'm I'm looking into getting layers so that I can wear these layers to work. So I never understood layers because once you get inside, yeah, you're going to be hot. So, like, do you want to your balls to sweat in your thermals and your first layer of pants and your second layer of pants? And no. it's not like you can in the office be like, all right, so let me uh, peel off my long john so that I'm not fucking no, no, sweating. No, you don't peel from the inside out. You peel, peel, peel from the outside well, in. Well, then you're so just you... wearing long johns. Well, I mean, in some places that's socially acceptable. So and then, like, I, I, how many I, shirts can you take off before it starts to get uncomfortable for those around you? I mean, just don't sweat in them and you're fine. That's just, that's the thing. I, up, I up typically okay, sweat so, when I'm wearing more than one shirt. Uh, all right. So this is how we do this shit. Up north, we've got a base layer. This is the part that's closest to your layer. skin. 
The he's, base layer. He's starting to sound then, a little bit like somewhat Canadian. Fuck off. Can you say? A, can you say a boat? A boot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Clearly, <laughs> you're turning Canadian. Uh, <laughs> clearly Canadian, huh? All right. So, um, yeah, base layer. So, I base layer. These are the. the I hate you. Close to the skin, then you've got your shirt. This is your good shirt. This is the one that you're going to be wearing in the office, right? This is your polo. This is this is the thing, right? It's the one that mom and, and pop are are proud of, huh? This the, this is this is the one that you wear to Sunday school. So the uh, uh, and then out over top of that, you've got yourself a fleece. These are normally a zip up fleece. You got yourself a fleece. Go, you know, good, good to go, right? What constitutes then, a fleece? I always think fleece, and I think of one of those hairy sweaters that women wear. No, 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 no. These are the soft fleeces, not the, not the, not no. That's that's wool. You're thinking wool. That's an itchy shit. No, we don't do that. We we're looking for comfort here. This is this is a very poofy but soft flannel, basically. Um. It's a, or you could just go with flannel because flannel is just as fucking hot up here as as as, as a fleece. So it's a flannel for flashy. wimpy men. What? No, 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 no. And it's an emasculating flannel. It's a poofy, emasculating, soft flannel. No, it's just it's it just smells a like your flannel. It smells like flannel is good. Flannel is good. You just want something that that can control, can, can trap air. And cause, uh, give you a heat cushion, basically. This is a heat cushion layer. And then after that, after that, you've got the fourth layer. And that fourth layer is generally some form of heavier, thick jacket that is a windbreaker. Because you want to stop that wind from biting into that warm layer over, over top of you. And then if you're really fucking cold... Then you've got like overalls, like fucking. You put this, you know, put a whole fucking thing on top, and then you got like five fucking layers. You oh. could survive. You could survive Antarctica in this shit. I don't. I don't like overalls because the way they sit. Because I've got a like an abnormally shaped torso, like in length. I have versus an abnormally shaped torso. It's called round. Well, it just gives you a moose knuckle, and I don't like having a moose knuckle. And I don't because when you hang it on your shoulders, right? Wait, like, no, 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 no. You all right? I'm going to need you to stop right where you're at right now. I'm pull built your like phone a, out. I'm built like an oompa loompa. Look up the word moose knuckle. I know what a moose knuckle is. It's when your nuts okay, catch then. in a little in a little like claw in your in your <laughs> pants. <laughs> All right. Ah. So see here. Here's how we layer in Oklahoma. When you it's don't. cold, it doesn't get that cold, cold. I I wear jeans to work. When when it gets below fucking zero, I wear jeans and then I put on the insulated like Carhartt fucking uh oh yeah overalls, like, overalls. Yeah, and that's it. That's my layers. I'm never. I saw. I, have a reason I to saw be you were wearing long. a fucking coat in forty degree weather there, bud. Me? Look. Wait, wait, who? What? Who are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Where? When? What what yeah. what picture? Yeah. My wife Give it to me. My wife has evidence that your mom's in her. Oh. Oh, you mean oh, you mean that one. Okay. So all right. So, so usually like with forty I, degree, forty degrees like a good hoodie weather with shorts. 
Like okay, it's not so, warm yeah. enough to wear any, you still can't wear flip flops, but usually I'll still wear summer shoes. And right, then to, when it to gets be, to uh, like below 30, then I've got to put on something to cover my little calves because they start to cry. Okay, so the 40 degree weather, uh, I, no, I've got to, I've got to defend myself here. You have offended my northern honor, and I am fucking defending myself right now. Why don't you the tell us all the beauty? in question was taken while I was on a side-by-side ride. That's an ATV for you uh, southerners. And there's no fucking windows. And we're going down the fucking trails at speed so i had a hoodie on and i had my top layer on the fucking windbreaker jacket and that's it he didn't want to go red wearing anything else i wasn't wearing a scarf i wasn't wearing anything else like that i just had my my carhartt hoodie on and my windbreaker and that was it i wasn't even wearing underwear that day Well, that's, I mean, that's how you get, like, what do they call it? Horse rod or... Uh, uh, I'm going to just fall down there, Squirtly Dan. <laughs> like, you get swamp nuts when you don't wear underwear of some sort. Well, no, 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 you don't and get, the, and you don't it, get you swamp chafe. nuts. You got to get that. You, you got to have the airflow. I mean, the airflow. T- take it from somebody that wears a kilt. Jason, it, airflow it, is great, isn't it? Breeze up the balls is great. Exactly. That's what I'm... Nobody wants down. to smell that cheese. Thank you. What's that? Nobody wants to smell that cheese. No, no, no. See, that's the thing. You, if you prevent the cheese from forming in the first place, there ain't no smell. Correct, Jason? Yeah. See? Correct. And the air, the airflow prevents the ball cheese. Exactly. Because it's just blowing it in the air like spores. Okay. So, I mean... You're getting you're getting ball cheese in the air like some kind of weird plague spreader. You're you're also you're also uh uh you're also <laughs> mislabeling me as a person whose thighs touch when they walk. See? Exactly. Wait. But still it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Look <laughs> <Moving> on. <laughs> I'm working on that, goddammit. Alrighty then. I don't know how to I don't know how to transition from that. It's called a hard transition. Do it. There's nothing hard about it. <laughs> okay. All right. And and on un- and onward. <laughs> Speaking of which Jason, what have you been up it to? It wasn't it wasn't all that windy this morning when uh uh when we were getting ready to go over to uh the one to the Halloween parade, right? Oh yeah. And they this one they make this one down the classic street here where we live, uh oh yeah. Uh, makes a big deal, you know, like the all the uh stores like have you know, give out candy and shit, so it's like a safe trick-or-treat before the parade starts. So we took the kids this morning. It wasn't all that windy when we started. So I'm like, I'm going to put on the kilt. Yeah. We get there, and it's fucking gusting at 20 miles an hour. 
So you're flashing literally everybody, including every, you know, yeah. So you're so, so you're a registered no, sex offender no. now. Uh, but but the <laughs> uh, watch list because he didn't wear <laughs> underwear. Oh no, I did. I'm not stupid. <laughs> he wasn't going to Marilyn Monroe that shit. <laughs> nope. Uh, not not around a bunch of kids. I'm not right. that stupid. But I, I it was blowing hard enough that so whenever you wear kilts, you know you have a they have you have an accessory called a sporin. This sporin is basically your pocket while you're wearing the kilt. Mm-hmm. Be but also it being basically a molded leather bag. It also helps weigh down the front of the kilt, so that can't pop up on you. Mm-hmm. So, on the back, Crystal and I have one of those, uh, 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 one of those, uh, uh, pop-up seats that, like, folds down into a disc that you can pull up. You can find them on Amazon. They're awesome. Uh, I think it's called, like, Cyclone Seat or something. Um, so anyway, it folds down into this disc that's about, that's like a, an inch or so thick. So I ended up hanging that off the back of my kilt chain and holding the back of the kilt down. So you had, you had weight in the front and you had weight in the back. And basically you were wearing your seat on your ass. Very much. Awesome. So you could sit down literally anywhere and you'd be comfortable. Oh no, I you know, it still had to like remove it long enough to actually pop the seat out. Oh. Right. Okay. Well like, close like you still gotta pull it out and lock it, but close you enough. Didn't have, you didn't have to carry it, you didn't have to camel back it, you didn't have to do any of that shit. You just put it on your waist and go. Yep. They're efficient. They're pretty they're pretty neat little uh little seats like for whenever you're going to an outdoor event like that. But anyway. So we did that this morning. Uh, then, uh, and so proud, of my boy. He dressed up as Jack Skellington. Good, awesome. Damn, uh, I've raised him right. Um, made me proud. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I really haven't been doing a whole lot this week. Um. I did end up, oh, I uh, I think I, did I mention it last week or not that I finished Horizon? Well, uh, I think so. I think so. You were, at least you were getting real yeah. close. I think you finished it. Yeah, I did finish it. And I started New Game Plus just, you know. Just because, because you can't game, stop. That game is pretty and I just didn't want to stop playing it yet. Mm-hmm. Um. Should get a PS5. Yeah. That's that's, then, uh, that's the thing. You just gotta go do it. Make it happen. Uh something came came to my attention Thursday night. Uh-huh. That uh uh if you went ahead and purchased it now, you could play the single player campaign for the new modern warfare 2 before yeah. the before the rest of the multiplayer junk comes out okay 
So I bought it. You you bought a kid. Oh, you bought a card game. I bought his card. I bought a card game. But hey, I said I said a couple years ago when uh, when the Modern Warfare reboot came out. Seeing seeing the seeing the level level of story that they the story effort that they put into that with that campaign, and the fact that they didn't just that they uh, refocused the story and and changed it up enough so it wasn't an exact remake copy of the original, Mm -hmm. and still put together a good story. I was like, yeah, so. Outside of Modern Warfare, I'm done with COD. But okay, Modern but Warfare I'll... still got a good enough story, and occasionally that is one I will still. You sp- you spent sixty dollars for like eight, eight hours, right? Oh, Unless... I'll still play multiplayer on it with uh, our buddies David and Holt. I got gotcha. you occasionally, um, mm. and I have occasion and I have occasionally with. Uh, with Warzone uh, prior to now, but you have to have that to get the new Warzone, so it's kind of a... Yeah. Okay, well, the thing is, I... Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, long time ago, the original release for it was my all-time favorite Call of Duty game. Like, starting with fucking, you know, uh, was it... uh, no Russian, you know, the, no the World at War, the the Pacific Campaign one. Oh yeah, uh, World at War. Uh, so th- there was that one, and then if I, uh, then we had Modern Warfare and the Modern Warfare Two and uh, Black Ops and the original the those original runs of those right. Those were great. Those were uh, those were great. Modern Warfare Two. I have probably the most uh, the the most fond memories of playing that game because that was that was when you could uh dual wield p90s uh with full bullet storm fmj go fucking crazy at you know on people there's no accuracy you're just shooting 200 rounds into the air and you're gonna kill people um or uh or you can you know get the revolver and the attack knife and just run around stabbing people because to to be clear if you were dual wielding P90s, you could still get taken out from a long way, but oh, yeah. I mean, you had to see him coming first. Yeah, I mean, if you if you ran around yeah. the corner and somebody was already like laying into you with a you know with dual P90s, you were done. You're done. Yeah. Dual, dual P90s had worse range than the than most of the shotguns. Oh, don't even get me started on the shotguns in that fucking game. 1887s, remember those? Uh, or the people across the map, or the yeah. fucking underbarrel, uh, underbarrel shotgun that was totally fucking broken. Yeah, or or even uh, the the stinger missile fucking uh, you know glitch where you had the uh, the right shield and the stinger missile, and you just pull uh, you readied the the stinger missile, you know, uh, charged it up, and then changed over to the right shield and ran around the freaking map. And if somebody shot you, you exploded. Yeah. Yeah, that bug was that that bug was rampant. Um, but yeah, man, I, I still have fond memories of that game. So I'm going to keep those fond memories right where they're supposed to be. As memories, right? 
<laughs> well, I will say this. So the campaign in uh in the reboot was was pretty. I mean, it had pretty damn good graphics, especially in the cinematics. This one is so goddamn pretty that some of the characters go straight into the fucking uncanny valley. Mm. Um, because they look, good or not. they look fucking realistic enough to be the to be the direct camera capture of the person, except for the fact that some of the uh, mapping of the mouth movement isn't quite there. Yeah, and they'll probably end up you um, know, working that out. Shit. But I mean, it's yeah, it's straight up. Uh, it if you already didn't know it was 3D rendered going in, you would think the cinematics were shot on real camera. Well, there's some of that that you the, showed us that's that craziness, and even with video compression, like it still really hit a weird, uncanny valley with the the. Uh, the work it was the animation that really kind of and a little bit of the lighting that really threw it off as to not being an actual film camera yeah, the, photo like it was just it was so close the the mouth uh animation on the new general shepherd is especially bad um it's like half of the mouth movements look natural to that actor cuz you recognize the actor the second you see him right um, cause he's been in so much, uh, I forget his name, but, uh, but half of his mouth movement is spot on, right? Which, where you would expect it to be from seeing that actor speak before. Uh, and then the other half of it is just straight up, almost like his mouth not moving at all. And it just, it trips that that un- uncanny valley so hard when that happens uh that it yeah. it does tend to kind of pull you out of this out of the cinematic there for a second yeah. um what's his name it's uh, when the actor that they got for Shepard in this run is Glenn Morshire. He's been he's been in a bunch of things like twenty four and a uh, bunch of action movies. Usually he plays a military guy. Uh, well, I mean it's right up his alley here. Glenn was it Glenn Morshire? Morshower. More uh fucking names, dude. I love names. I love them. I posted a picture there, Rusty. That's that's the dude. Uh, yeah, I've seen him before. Yeah, I mean, he's one of those actors that, you know, plays secondary parts in a bunch of stuff. Ooh. Um, oh. Oh. Okay. I, I, I know that guy. I got him. Um, yep. 
one one our audience might recognize him from is he played General Jacobs in in the sec, second season of Agents of Shield, I think. Yes, yes, uh something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um yeah, he's been in a in a bit, hasn't he? Uh yep. he was um I mean, he was a voice actor for uh uh for uh Rip Blaskowitz and uh Wolfenstein too, the new Colossus. Blaskowitz. Yes. Uh Transformers last night, he was General Morshower. Um yeah, so that's funny they just used his last name for the fucking yeah. general in the movie. <laughs> um but I mean, he's just since uh uh since as far back as the uh the early nineties run of Matlock, he's been in just he's played a secondary character in pretty much every action or sci fi thing out there. Hmm. Almost. He's he's played a lot of voice acting in uh in other things too. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Uh he was in Battlefield 3. Um uh, just as um like as either voice actors for uh the multiplayer or voice actors for some of the uh uh for the characters. So he's he, been tied to uh first person shooter, you know, military games for a while. Um but yeah, uh, I remember him from uh, 24. So <laughs> he was in I'm, fucking 20, I mean, you know, 40, a, a lot, 49 episodes of 24. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, a, a lot of people do, right? So yeah. Um, Anywho. Him and uh, oh, who was the guy that played the president that's also voiced a couple of characters in Call of Duty? Uh, Dennis Haysbert. Mm hmm names but still um, guy who played president palmer he he's same thing and they're both usually synonymous with playing military characters they're mm -hmm. general mo so he's either a, he's either a suit of some sort or a military character in uh, almost everything he does so he's got that yeah he's got that going around him well he's got so the, that that head shape yes well he also looks good in a suit, uh, as opposed to me. He also which has. I one... just look like a fat man in a suit. <laughs> so. He also has one of those uh, uh, fairly commanding voices, like you can't handle the truth. Yeah, <laughs> basically, that's what they all say, right, Rusty? Right. <laughs> I want to know: Did you order the code red? <laughs> Jason does in his was most non-commanding voice. Right, exactly. He just no. sounds like a whiny bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, so did Tom Cruise in that movie, so... <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Um, so, you know, I spent... I spent way too late last night playing that... playing that game, but... I... The campaign, it's... It's on par it, story wise with with everything that has had the modern warfare name attached to it. So I'm not 
I'm not going to say I'm disappointed. I'm, I mean, I'm a little bit bummed that that AAA titles cost seventy bucks now instead of sixty. But uh, that's just our new normal, folks. Get used to it. What? Okay. All right. Am I I'm wrong? S- no, no, you're you're fine. I was just distracted by uh, by by other things uh, because oh. I've, I have the ooh shiny going on right now. So. <laughs> Yeah, I've been uh as far as like other things that are not game related this week, I have not done anything crazy interesting that I can think of, but I can I can tell you I have I have played the games. So I've you got have that. played the games. Yeah. I was up till almost three in the morning last night. Well, I really wish I could have stayed up, but man, I have been fucking dead tired for the last couple, you know, whole last week, actually. I have been uh, I've been working my ass off and I haven't even started work yet. It's crazy. Um, but I've been super duper busy for, you know, I don't know, the last five days. So I haven't really even sat down to play video games more than a couple hours. Well, they said I was going to work on scoring, but I never even touched it because I couldn't I couldn't focus after work. So or after I was done doing what I was doing. Yeah, you so, just you played a lot of what, 20 minutes till done? 20 minutes to dawn because I mean I could spare 20 minutes of my day uh and that would basically I'd be able to get through a run of 20 minutes till dawn uh cuz I mean maximum game time 20 minutes right <laughs> it's, it's it's in the name um and I would be able to gauge whether or not I was able to play anything else if I sat down played that game and didn't fall asleep halfway through the run um so yeah uh, I am up to like darkness level 12 or 13 or some bullshit. I think I'm uh, only on like darkness level six. Yeah. And I mean, there's only 15 levels of darkness and, you know, in that, so the, you know, I'm getting, uh, getting good to the point where I'm, you know, I'm able to complete full runs, um, uh, pretty consistently. I have both of the skill trees or rune trees maxed out to what I want. Not necessarily everything bought, but pretty close. Mm. Sorry, uh, random yawn happens, uh, and I'm uh, and I'm I'm liking I like the game. I wish there was more of it, and I wish there was a bit more um, bit more enemy variety. Uh, it's it's after the first you know few hundred times, you have to come up with your own kinds of challenges. Um, so that means using different. You know, different characters and uh, and different weapon types. I did one uh, run with a shotgun. Uh, the shotgun in that game is arguably not that great uh, because it's you know a, uh, sh- a really short range gun, um, but and it only has two rounds in it. Uh, but if you get the you know the right uh, the right setup and the right character, uh, you can actually get that thing to basically constantly shoot. Yeah, <laughs> I've got great. the you get the one that it reduces your ammo down to one, but it instantly reloads. Yes. And then you get the traits that also do things on reload and then it just turns it you turn into an AoE nightmare. Yep. But, it but, was uh you you end up using that as a smite build. Uh because smite goes off every time you reload. So I was doing like hundreds of damage to enemies every time I was reloading. 
uh, yeah. which was once every second. So, so for that three dollar game, so far you've got thirteen hours in. I just pulled you up to see. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's gotten a lot of life, uh, gotten a lot of life out of it. So, I think that's very good. Even if you only get a couple more hours out of it, like you've definitely gotten your money's worth out of that game. I feel like it's a really good short. <laughs> burst game to play and that's one of the reasons i like it and it's like my surprise hit for this year yeah yeah i didn't think i was gonna like it at all and then all of a sudden bam it just it just made sense after you know after the first run or two i was like oh yeah this is exactly what i want to do and it's it doesn't require a whole lot of thought um but still offers a challenge like you can still get screwed uh, on those runs, so it's yeah. I don't have it's, that it's, much. It's a little fun little game. I don't have much less time in it than you do. I'm at almost twelve hours, so oh, I play it. I've played it off and on. I've had other things to distract myself with though recently. Um, I haven't gotten enough into Vampire Survivors 1.0. I've only done a couple of runs. They've got a quick run feature right now. I kind of need to figure out what I need to do to unlock the rest of the characters because I have every single permanent upgrade unlocked right now besides the characters. So I'm in that weird spot where it's I'm just trying to figure out what stages I need to finish. But now it's got like a little like exclamation point on stuff that is left unfinished on stages. So you know that you've got things left to do in those different areas. And I tend to play it like in like I was trying to kind of reconfigure how I play that game because you know, I played it. I've played it a lot, right? Um, and I've gotten to a point where I can beat it every single time, right? So I tend to play it on hyper mode, so that it, I get the faster run. Even though the timer's still going to thirty minutes, it's typically I think it's fifteen minutes is the actual run time on those. Um, and I ended up going mm-hmm. through about four or five of those to kind of I I forgot a lot of the combos and what my my power combos were and things like that. So kind of re-getting used to it, but that game's like solid as heck. That's like one of the best games that came out this year on the cheap. Um, It still beats everything else that's out there like it, um, undoubtedly, but there are a few that come close. And of course, I've got one that I'm going to try that I haven't really called Void Scrappers that I got on the uh, 299 the other day. It's very similar. I've been into this whole like find good cheap games, especially with the cost of everything right now. I kind of want to be the uh, the uh, person who is good at telling you about good cheap games. But speaking of good cheap games, um, yeah. did, you, did you guys ever play Rampage back in the day on PlayStation? Yeah, I saw oh, that yeah. one. So there's a game that's out there right now that is very similar to Rampage called Terror of Hemosaurus. Um, yes, I saw that one. So far... It is like Rampage, but with a lot of extra stuff to it. And I say extra stuff like you can kick cars into buildings. Right now, it's $10.39 on Steam. Um, adds a lot of modern effects. It's a lot gorier than regular Rampage um, because you're biting people's heads off. You're like turning people into mulch. You're knocking. It has a lot of physics in it. So when you're like, so for instance, right? Car's coming at me. I use the kick button. The kick button knocks the car up, right? And you can aim your kick. So I aim it at about midway through the building. It decimates most of the middle of the building. Then I go over there and I just beat on it for a second. And that building falls over 
into the next building, which dominoes into the next building. And then you just see people falling out of the windows and dying. It's extremely satisfying. It's, it's fine. It's a very short form game. Each of the stages only take you about five minutes. I don't know how long that game's going to take, but I very specifically bought it as something to play on my Steam Deck uh, for a lunchtime game because I've played the fuck out of Vampire Survivors. Um, so um, that game is cool as shit, though I don't have enough time in it to really give a good review on it yet. Um, the game that I ended up playing, so I've been playing Control as well. I'm almost done with Control. It was mostly because I got the the OLED TV, reinstalled it, and was like, I'm going to actually get through this. And I don't know what was wrong with me last time I played Control. Control's like one of the best games I've played. Um, like it's, I really enjoy the story in that game. Um, I really enjoy the weird mystery of everything, the uh, items of power and all that other stuff, right? The the powers that you unlock are pretty freaking cool. I think for one reason or another, the enemies really unsettled me last time and I got overwhelmed and didn't really understand the flow of combat. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like, like I'm still vulnerable, but now that I basically have, I think, everything unlocked, um, right, like, I'm using my throw ability, and when I'm not using my throw ability, I'm like sniping shit or using my shotgun or using my grenade launcher or whatever, right? Like I've always kind of just kind of going back and forth between powers and gun, powers and gun. And you basically kind of have almost unlimited ammo doing that. And then I also got the mod, found mods that increased my energy by quite a bit. Um, I'm not a very defensive player. I'm a very fast player. I like, I've gotten really used to dodging in games. So I usually save enough energy to dodge out of the way from big shit, right? And then I typically keep a very powerful weapon in my arsenal for those flying enemies that you can't throw shit at. Um, like the, I think it's called Pierce, right? It's the one that's like the sniper rifle. I right. really enjoy that gun. And then I found a bunch of mods that basically put it at 200% damage when it's, when it's aimed. So, and it already hits like a truck. Like, I'm just dropping bosses with that gun like in just a handful of shots now i'm in the alan wake dlc so now i'm under trying to figure out all the light puzzles and that's kind of where i stopped because i wanted to have something new to talk about controls three-year-old game at this point or maybe four years old at this point still looks freaking fantastic it's a really good uh game to showcase your graphics on whatever you're playing it on it's just it's an extremely well-built game in all regards like that's a Controls like a four point eight game, like it's almost perfect. Um, it's it's such a it is a great game. It's I don't I know it. why I didn't play it when it came out. Like I I really wish I'd have played it because it would have ended up on my top list for the year. It's <laughs> like I said about Horizon last week, like disservice that didn't play it back then. Yeah the uh, the other game I spent quite a bit of time on so. I don't have time to talk about it today because I didn't really play much of it, but like RimWorld Biotech just came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was, ha- and I forgot it was coming out. So I was having a RimWorld itch. So I picked up Stardus, Stardus, Stardius. I don't know. S-T-A-R-D-E-U-S. Anyways, uh, it's made by a single developer who's got a similar vision to Tyrion Sylvester, but different. It's a game where, like RimWorld, right, it's a, it's a colony sim, and you're in space, and your ship has been hit by an asteroid or something. Something catastrophic's happened, right? And your ship's in, like, 
four or five big chunks. And it starts you off where you're, you have taken over the AI. I don't know if your character sacrificed themselves to become the sentient AI of the ship, but that's what you've done. You've got a computer there, and that computer is controlling these robots. And so what you're initially doing is you're setting up the ship to be whole again to pull the humans that are left over in cryo sleep back into the living uh, or back, back, basically reanimate them all. So the first section of that whole game is like going through and like tying everything back together in the ship. You've got these winches, which is a really cool concept. You add an anchor point to a section of the ship and then a winch on the other section of the ship. And then you power the winch and you can suck that whole section to that side of the ship. Um, so then you kind of piece it back together with the winches and everything else. And this whole time while you're doing it, you've got people waking up. And of course, there's like very minimal oxygen in the area where the cryo sleep chamber is. And they're waking up and dying because it's like negative 400 degrees. Um because they'll go out looking for a place to live and they walk out into space and then die. And then you've got mm. all these corpses all over the ship and you eventually take all those corpses and mulch them together into Soylent Green and they turn into your protein source for your survival meals. Soylent Green is PayPal. So all throughout the ship are a whole bunch of broken or unused modules and you kind of piece all that stuff back together and break this, take this ship that was completely broken and build it back together. It's presented in a way that looks very RimWorld, but it's not RimWorld. RimWorld's all about prioritization on your stuff. There is some focus on your colonist needs, right? Like if they're not interested in what you've got going on, they just won't perform tasks. But you can't control your colonists at all until you get a mind control trait. So you spend a lot of time re-optimizing your AI, and you're essentially rebuilding the ship and then going out to colonize and terraform a planet. So it plays different enough because it doesn't dig into the priority system like RimWorld did to where it is a colony management sim, but it's more about the rebuilding of your ship and getting through the stories that are there. I played it till almost 3 a.m. last night and are jonesing to play it again. I was trying it out on the Steam Deck. It also runs on the Steam Deck quite well. Um, it's a really good game. Like it's an early access. It's a really good game. And then the guy that made the game is like making all these videos of like how to mod the game if you want to mod it, how to go in there and tweak different things on it. What are the best and most optimal settings for different types of rigs? Like he's doing a lot of like education on how to experience the game to its best ability. Like he re-optimized the game settings for Steam Deck specifically so it would run properly on a Steam Deck. And so out of the box, if you play it on your Steam Deck, it's already optimized for your Steam Deck and just works. You optimize the control scheme to work for the Steam Deck. It actually works better on Steam Deck than RimWorld does. RimWorld, you have to use the thumb touchpad. And if you're not used to that touchpad, if you ever had a Steam controller, right, they had the virtual touchpad thing. Oh, yeah. It's like that, and it's a little bit finicky, and I'm not used to it. So I'd much rather play RimWorld with a mouse and keyboard. This works exceptionally well with just triggers and thumbsticks, and I don't. I don't know why it works so much better, but it works really good. <coughs> Something else that's kind of worth noting is like the way that you research in this game is also different. So you have your storage modules, right, which are your memory. So you have to increase your memory to a certain degree. For every new research that you research, it takes up so much memory of your overall databanks, right? So like when you start off, you have 60 zettabytes worth of memory. And... Each one of the new technologies might take eight or 10 or 12 of those, right? 
Well, as you get further down the tree, they might be taking 300 for a single technology, like on the upper tiers, or 36 or 24 or whatever. So you have to go through and like make a server inside your inside your ship to house all that memory. Then you also have RAM that's in exabytes. And so like you start off with like exabytes worth of RAM, and then you have to jump that up because every um, technology requires so much RAM in the pipe in order for it to even load. So once you've got the RAM, then you can do that. All of that stuff also has a certain power draw when it's doing the research. So it'll say like 300 kilowatts worth of power um, are needed for 24 hours when this happens. Well, if you don't have that in reserve or have a whole bunch of batteries that can tide you over for that, then you're not going to be able to finish that research. So sometimes you, I run into stuff and I'd say, this is what's going on. You're out of, you don't have enough power for this. So then I get to go and build like some batteries and then pause the research and then get everything set back up so you can research again. Um, it has really well done graphs and things like that to give you information on everything that's going on. The inventory system on this is fantastic. You basically hit F2 and it tells you everything, every single loose item that is on the screen with the ship. So everything from your steel plates to your different microchips or processors or different um, pieces of technology, everything. And then you can click on find and it'll show you where each one of those items are. So it will auto sort shit for you too. So you don't have to look through a chest for your inventory. You essentially just create a bin for everything, all things to fit in. And then your robots just drop all the things into that spot. So there's no drawing a section on your map that's going to be your resource storage area. It just automatically throws everything in, an, in a bin that has a certain amount of space for all the items. So oh, like boy. It, it's, it's a management game, but it's a really, really well done one. Um, the only thing I like better than this is RimWorld, and it's different enough from RimWorld that it's kind of an apple and an orange kind of situation. Like, it is fair to compare the two because they're certainly using a similar, I don't know where the assets are coming from, but like I've seen several games like uh, Clan Folks, another one I have that I haven't really dug into that must use the same character sprites or <coughs> character like assets. Teardrop shaped. Yeah. The you know, torso. Yeah. It uses, all these games use like that same asset manager, and I don't know what it is, but um. This is different enough in a lot of its design that it does feel very different than RimWorld. Uh, in that RimWorld is more about the colony simulation itself than the building of it. And this is more about the building and maintaining of a large structure and terraforming, which I haven't quite got to that. Because the, the run that I'm on right now, I actually almost lost it altogether. Uh, released too many people and I had too many buildings or I had like a smelter and a furnace uh, and a grinder and all these like industrial machines in a room and it caught the room on fire because I wasn't paying attention to how hot that room was. And um, so like the room is like 300 degrees. So it's basically a fucking oven and it caught on fire. And then I lost like 15 of my colonists fighting that fire. And I thought I was just going to lose. And I was like, you know what? I can just hold one of these doors open and it'll vent all the oxygen out of here. And then I'll just disconnect the oxygen generator in there and then We'll see what happens. And then all of a sudden, no fire. And then I came back from that. And now I'm still in that same game. And I don't know if I should start it over or just keep going. 
I just, I don't quite like my design of my ship at this point. I kind of, I've learned a lot of lessons that would make a better run of the next go. But it's a good game. I I really enjoy it. <coughs> um, I do have one last game that I don't, this is like a review in progress kind of situation. Um, I did start Plague Tale Innis, or Plague Tale Requiem. Okay. That game looks great and pushes, will push all modern PCs. I think I can get 100 FPS sometimes on the performance setting. Not that that's where I need to be locked. Okay. But on the quality setting, when there's a lot of things going on, sometimes dips below 40. So I went to the performance setting because I wanted it to at least stay locked in above 60. And I can't hardly tell a difference. I mean, I'm planted on a 65-inch TV. But, like, I should be able to see a difference, but I'm also, my face isn't up on the screen. I'm playing from about six feet away. So on the performance setting for that game, like, it looks nearly as good as Modern Warfare, Jason. But not quite. But there's a whole lot more going on. And the rat technology oh, yeah. um, is pretty crazy. I've just gotten into the the rats areas. And, of course, you know, children are, are causing issues and has brought the, tail, the plague to this area. And now there are thousands of people dying and rats invading the city. And it, it there's a whole – I don't remember if in the last game if you could light fields on fire, but that's definitely something you can do in this game. Oh, nice. Um which will send no, I don't on. remember that being a thing in the last one. Yeah, it uses some, you know, that a version of that fire tech, that spreading fire thing, kind of like in Far Cry, um, where you can just kind of like burn people alive with it. Um, like it has this whole system too, where you're based on the way that you're playing the game, it gives you act additional points to spend in those areas. So I'm playing stealthy. But I'm also not crying too hard to murder these awful people. So, like, it really makes a point of making your character feel really bad for killing people. But these people that you're killing are pretty fucking awful. So, I don't really feel that bad. They're children murdering bastards. Um, so, I don't – I have no problems with the – the 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 swift execution of many foes with my sling or my knife. You get a consumable item, a knife where you can <laughs> make that sound so foreign. A consumable item called a knife. Um, <laughs> right. It's so you you can use a knife, I don't but, know, it's, I don't but it's a knives. It's a single use item, and you can use it if you're sneaking up on somebody. You can use it as a silent takedown. Um, but you, I haven't run into them that often so far. Um. So you don't take the knife with you. You just leave it in the fucking corpse. Yeah, for whatever reason, you just leave it in the corpse. But it's it's one of those, like... Wouldn't want to be unsanitary or anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, I feel like it gives you enough in your arsenal to get around stuff. The stealth's pretty good. Um, I don't mind the stealth sections at all. In fact, they're pretty tense. Um, but the... Like, you got the pots that you can break, right, or the rocks you can throw to, you know, ding on different things to make people look away. Um, then you got your sling, and if they don't have a helmet on, you can use your sling to, you know, kill somebody. 
but it also makes noise. So it draws people to you when you do use it. So you're not quite incentivized to use that all the time. But sometimes I go full silent but deadly here and uh, take out as many things that I can without helmets just because. And it does make it quite a bit easier. Um, I'm sure that's part of the challenge, right? Like if you don't kill people, obviously it's harder. Um, but they're they're awful people. I don't know why you should be incentivized to not kill people that are basically monsters. <laughs> um, yeah. I, but yeah, uh, I'll, I'll talk more about that after I beat it. I do want to beat Control before I really dig into Plague Tale, though, because I feel like I'm super close. You should you should finish uh, control. Control has a uh, has has a good ending. But yeah, I'm I'm at the point where I found my brother and I'm going through all the things to figure out what happened to him, <clears throat> and then got sidetracked with the Ellen Wake DLC quest. So I feel like I'm pretty much close to the end. I've got 20 hours in it. Yeah, it's it is a really good play. I really kind of want to play it again. I just don't want to have to download it again. That's a big download. Until I, until I get my internet, I probably won't. Um, I'll be getting my internet soon, I think. Maybe, possibly. I don't know. Probably before the end of the year, maybe, if I'm lucky. But that being said, I don't have much you else. Hope my... before the end of the year, before permafrost sets. Right. Oh, no, the, the hard part's done. Uh, I don't know if I updated you on that, but... <laughs> The hard part's done. They've got the line up to the house. The box is up to the house now. Well, tell them to fucking connect it. I know, right? Well, the thing is, is uh, the line run underneath the uh, underneath the sod is is done. It's up to the house, but they've got to uh, splice the the fiber that's coming to the house into the main trunk. Uh, so I'm waiting for the. Uh, the the fiber text to come out to do that, and as soon as that's done, there uh, and the I, I guess the area that they've sectioned off the little town into areas, and once the area is complete, they release it for install. Well, we'll we'll be getting notification when that happens, and I'm going to call them up and be like, "Hey, I can do this install myself." I'm going to come up to the office right now. I'm going to pick up all the supplies that your t uh, technician would normally use. I want to do this shit myself. I bet they don't let you do and, it. And uh, oh, probably they won't let me do it. Probably not. But I'm I'm going to offer anyway and see if it happens because the technicians are are booked like a month out at this point. So I am not going to wait till fucking January, or February when everything is fucking ready and all it all that requires is. You know, me to put a line through the wall and hook it up to a fucking modem. That's it. The rest of it is all home networking stuff, which I can do with my eyes closed. So <laughs> that's that's all that's required. Oh, that's gotta be frustrating. Uh, so it's just sitting there. It it it's just it's right outside the door, dude. Oh, uh, it's un untapped potential right for there. for high definition pornography. Uh, and multiple streams of it at the same time, instead of going line by line and finishing when the picture finishes, I could have all kinds of different stimulation going on. Rusty's going to have a day of <clears throat> masturbation and this thing is installed. It's, <laughs> it's going to be glorious. <laughs> a day. It's going to be a fucking week. 
It's gonna be glorious. Just don't come into the studio with a black light and you'll be fine. Rusty's not had good access to he's porn had, he's in had so his, long. He's had his plumbing plugged up for so long at this point. He's gonna be releasing the fucking Kraken. This is gonna be a flood. Whoa! Oh, it's oh, I can't, I can't, I, I just can't wait. Besides that, you of know, course, what's really awkward is that the high, high speed internet is available at my mom's place. I just can't bring myself to go over there right now. I could <laughs> not either. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, is it time for a break? <laughs> it is time for the break. Why don't you go? All right, uh, release the little bitty Kraken. We'll be yeah. back. back that fast not fast at all that fast that fast oh my god it's been 45 minutes oh yeah it has you wouldn't know that you heard a jingle (laughs) the magic of editing all right so the uh oh there's there's that can crack that's the fourth one today um all right, so there's some things and stuff. Uh, this is normally where we put uh, throughout the news. Yeah, it is where we do news. And we've been looking at processors because with the new lineup of Ryzen's on the horizon, there's a lot of deals right now on the Ryzen 5s and some mm. of the 7s. Yeah. So, so there's good. Yeah, we we good have stuff. debated this for a while, and we've all landed on the... 5800X3D at, what is it, 399 right now? And yeah. We're, I mean, all, we're yeah. all kind of like waiting to see if once the new line drops, if it doesn't even drop further. And I wouldn't be surprised if it does. Uh, I'm going to kind of keep it. The Ryzen I mean, 7000 series uh, had it, come out from what if it If it gets down under 300 or even just a touch above 300, I think that it's worth it. On yeah. your current motherboard, as far as a relevant upgrade, I don't necessarily want to spend four hundred dollars right now, since I just spent no two grand on a TV. No, but you definitely want to see that thing come down by a hundred bucks, and it so. might. The thing is, is uh, with with the hardware launch, they, they they did they did introduce the Ryzen seven thousand series, um, and that was back in uh, was it September? Yeah. Um, so, so it's only been about a month uh, since that came out, uh, and it hasn't really gotten a whole lot of adoption right now. Uh, right now, and you didn't want to upgrade to the you know to that because that requires you to replace your uh, it's a whole new socket, right? Because right now AM4 has a plethora of different uh, fits, like what fifteen chips. Yeah, and the AM5 will be just as long lived. Uh, it's just. It's a it's a hardware jump. You're gonna have to replace your motherboard, a new process uh, motherboard with the processor, and then get the new RAM. Uh, new RAM. And because you can DDR. Yeah, yeah. So like it's to not me, backwards compatible with DDR4. So so it's DDR5. So I spend two fifty there. I buy another motherboard that's two fifty to three hundred bucks. So now I'm already over five hundred bucks. And then what I spend six hundred dollars on his chip. It's basically yeah. a whole new build at that point. 
Well, yeah. here's the thing. The cheapest AM5 motherboard right now is $320. Yeah. And so See. we just give it some time because this is all new, right? This is all very this is all very very new shit. So you that's can buy why, the top of the that's line. That's why like Linus stuff. and Gamers Nexus are saying, if you're gonna go for something new, you're go paying with the new tax. Go with Raptor Lake because it's you can still buy a Z six ninety board instead of a Z seven ninety. Stay on stay on DDR four memory and save your cost on that. On a cheaper motherboard and cheaper memory, because those motherboard prices are going to come down yeah, later then, this month when uh, and then, Raptor Lake launches. DDR5 is going to come down, too. And depending on where you're at in the support cycle with your current copy of Windows, that also means you may have to spend more money on a copy of Windows for the new motherboard. That's mm. usually what triggers it to say, all right, is this the last time we're going to give it to you for free again? Which is where I'm at right now. The next motherboard that I swap is means I purchase a copy of Windows too. So Oh my god. I know where you can get a copy of Windows on the dirt cheap. Well it fell off the back of the truck. But I'm just saying that's that's kind of the point where I'm at too. So I'm like, yeah, I don't necessarily want to replace the motherboard and I don't want to replace my RAM and you know. <laughs> Along with the CPU, and who knows what the asking price for that CPU is going to be? I imagine at least five hundred bucks. Um, with the new ones, yeah, the new um, ones, maybe seven hundred on... bucks. Because what the Threadripper when it came out, man, that thing was like what seven hundred dollars. Yeah, but the Threadripper was a completely different class of you know, processor. It wasn't necessarily meant for uh, your standard everyday gamer, yeah, uh, or standard everyday computer user. Really, didn't have like thirty-two physical cores. Yeah, the the Threadripper was basically uh, an encoding machine. It was basically <laughs> like the um, Z, yeah, like the Intel Xeons, like the the server, you know, server grade chips. They were I, they were pro server pro server chips, but not necessarily right up there in server grade. Like they have another line for server grade, but that is pro server shit. Um, yeah, right now the AMD's. Ryzen 5 7600X is 299. Right. And you can get that right, you know, right now, but you would of course need to change to the AM5 socket and do all the, you know, do all the upgrading. Yep. Uh and you would still you'd get that the all the benefits of the new uh of the new architecture. But I mean, you're going with a low grade low grade chip. Uh, I know. never and, run into situations in right the, now where my RAM in is in incredibly all the testing taxed. benchmarks I've watched over the last couple of weeks. That 5600X 3D that you're looking at um, outperforms the 7600 still. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's got its use cases. Like, it enables you to be able to use the new shiny shit that comes with AM5. Uh, but that's, you know, that's basically your entryway into that. And, I mean, and, if you're buying... If you're buying into it and you're getting the uh, the new the the new AM5 socket motherboard, and you're getting the new RAM, you might as well spend for the extra a couple you know a hundred or two hundred dollars for the you know for the you know a decent processor to throw in that. And like you said before, it's a new build at that point. So, and I mean, your only other real advantage to AM5 is the 
or Zen Four is a uh, Zen Four AM AM Five is going to be the PCI Gen Five support, but that's not even that's not even going to really PC, do much. That for only gaming. really, I start to say the only thing that can really take a take advantage of that right now is DDR five memory and uh, the new uh, NVMe storage right now. That's it. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of perform. I don't see boost for cost, right? Price for performance there for me is pretty low. So it's right. kind of one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna wait. But speaking of new shiny, right? Um, hmm. There has been some announcements. I'm not the biggest into Silent Hill because it scares the pants off me. But is Silent uh-huh. Hill F the new Silent Hill? Uh, I'm not quite sure actually. Well, there was a trailer that released for it. Silent Hill F, like Frank. F is in Frank. F is in. Frank. I don't know. Um, I I guess I don't follow Silent Hill as much as uh much as anybody else really. Um, I have not played a Silent Hill game to be you know to be completely I, frank. I mean, it was just announced this week. Yeah, so that let's see. It is a Konami just title. announced it. So, and it's set in 1960s Japan. Okay, so that is a new game then. Yes, this yep. is a new game. So, with the release of that, they're also doing a complete remake of two as well, that was also announced. So, Silent Hill Frankenfurter, um, <laughs> the newest one. The fidelity on what they're showing so far, it says not actual gameplay, but the fidelity of the gameplay for the remake, if that's if it's at least as good as a remake, which I can't imagine it not being, um, looks to be a visual feast, um, as well as be something like pretty fucking scary. Um, but long story short, I know that 2 was the one that everybody liked the most, and that's the one that they're doing the remake for, and it looks very, very, very pretty. And then Silent Hill F as well also looked pretty, but I think it was all just pre-rendered rendered visuals. But anywho, um, yeah, if you're a Silent Hill fan, that was uh, Konami's doing something other besides besides you know casino games. That's pretty uh, <laughs> pretty exciting news, as well as the original composer was also doing the music. So it's Akira something or other. Anyways, I know that um, friends of the show picking up the pixels right. John is a really big fan of that composer, and then. Our DM Dave is also a huge fan of that composer. Um, he was actually talking about this the other day um, about this being a possibility, and now it's here. So those are things. I will also say, um, getting my so Alan Wake remastered got a Nintendo Switch release. I will tell you that's not the version of the game that you want. Um, following from friends' advice, who have the game. Um, the performance on it is not the best, and yeah, it looks kind of looks kind of trash. So. Honestly, if you're gonna get a handheld console, I'll just keep saying this: just get a, get a freaking a Steam Deck. You can play almost all the same stuff that you can on Nintendo, and it runs oh. so much better. But so much more you know, versatile. But why? But why? Why would I uh, want a, I, a Steam Deck? But I can't right. play. I can't play, I can't play Mario. Mario Galaxy on <laughs> on a Mario. Steam Deck. I already heard that one. I, I've, I'm a 40-year-old man. Why do I need fucking Mario? I, 
I can't play Smash Brothers on the Steam Deck. Smash Brothers just sounds mm. the simplest yeah. of fighting can't, games. I can't play Metroid on a Steam Deck. What no. Metroid? <laughs> what Metroid? They've been promising it. It's gonna. They're gonna release a new Switch for the release. Fucking Metroid. No, actually, Metroid Dread, Dread. Actually, is Metroid Dread is is pretty good. I don't know. I've I haven't got my hands yet, on it. It's not worth three hundred dollars of hardware to play it. But I've watched a lot of it. A lot of videos for it, and it looks damn good. If I can find it in the bargain bin, I'd I'd probably play it. Maybe. Well, speaking of other re-releases, right? So, Resident Evil Four um, remake was also shown. Hmm. Um. That's one of my favorite Resident Evil games. I don't I haven't played Resident Evil in a real long time. The uh, Capcom's doing a Halloween sale right now, so I almost picked up the two remake just because. But I, I just for one reason or another haven't been able to get into Resident Evil for a few years. Um, so I, I didn't even spend the ten dollars on that. But Resident Evil Four was definitely my favorite um, Resident Evil, and so four I'm, was the uh, the one was that, that was the... in the, it was in Spain. Oh, okay, all right, all right, yeah, yeah, and it's fucking brutal. I love it. Okay. Yeah, Resident Evil 4 was like the pinnacle. I skipped that one actually. Go figure. Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3. I have played those and then I skipped 4. Cuz uh wasn't 4 where they went more action actiony? It's pretty actiony, but apparently they fixed yeah. the camera so you can move and shoot at the same time. Good. Which is a big deal. Well, good. I don't know, man. Uh, Resident Evil's not been in my bag for a while, so. Um, let's see. Well, um, speaking of older games, mm-hmm. uh, announced uh, just yesterday, Mini Clip is officially dead. Which one? The home, the home of all your childhood JavaScript games. Mini Clip. Mini Clip. Oh, buddy. Where am I going to play those games? Oh, well, Java's kind of been dead for at least a while, so um, you'd had to base... Yeah, actually, didn't you have to go through a tutorial just to get those damn games to work on your shit? Um, not back in the day, but... Well, not back in the day, but yeah. And game history. All those fucking games that we used to play on these... You know, on... Early I mean, PCs, all the fucking little web games that we used to play. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, it was all mini clip and Newgrounds. Mm. I actually picked up a game on the cheap that kind of reminds me of that called Chromosome Evil that I haven't really dug into much, but it's essentially like a flash game. But I mean, I like shit a, like that. as Rusty stated, the writing was kind of on the wall with Adobe shutting down Flash. So yeah, what are they going to put it on? This isn't all too surprising. It's actually more surprising that it lasted this long after that particular shutdown. Yeah. Well, something something else that I kind of wanted to bring to light. So, like, there's a lot of people that were hyping up the potential for Gotham Knights to be pretty good. Um, I've been watching streams as well as watching reviews. And everything I've seen from streams to reviews kind of confirms for me that it's still not the game for me. Aside from performance issues, a lot of people running pretty high-end tech having a lot of issues with getting a stable frame rate um, on PC. So if you're going to play it on console, it's going to be locked at 30. 
That's what you get. Doesn't matter what console yeah. you got. 30. It also has an issue with it not knowing where it wants to focus. So every character essentially is a slight variation of different Batman abilities. And essentially the, the issue that a lot of people are running into is the fact that you – it's like you could play Arkham Asylum, right? And you unlocked all these different meaningful upgrades for your character. But when you play this, you unlock like one-fifth of Batman's abilities with each character and you can only play one character at a time. So it essentially is kind of got a split personality with what it wants to do. It's like I want to play all these different characters, but they're all just slight variations of the other character and different versions of Batman. And none of it seems to gel very good. So um, I would avoid it. I. It's also got a mixed rating on Steam. It's it's doesn't look like it's doing quite well. No, the, the I wasn't that hyped to begin with. I was like, oh, so this is like the B tier Batman. Um, well, remember the last time we played a Batman from WB Studios? Yeah, wasn't that weird multiplayer game? No, Arkham Origins. Yeah. Oh, that one's at least better than this because you're at least playing a singular character. Yeah, you're playing Batman. Um, but okay, so but uh, it's with, also not the good one. Gotham Knights. So Gotham Knights was uh, was uh, uh, you know when it was released, it was supposed to be one of those drop in drop out style uh, multiplayer games, which didn't really tether you to the other pl uh, player. You can kind of exist in the world. <laughs> Uh, and it is completely separate from any of the other uh, Batman universes. Sorry about that. Um, Batman universes. So, um, the uh, the thing is with this, from what I have been watching, I've also watched a bunch of the, you know a bunch of people play this game. Uh, they're like, "Yeah, I'm playing Red Hood. This is fucking great. This is awesome. I wonder what like uh, what uh, what Robin's like." Uh, and you can switch the characters. It's, I mean, you don't have to start the game over to switch the character. You know, you can do that whenever you want to. But you have to unlock the uh, the abilities for each character individually. So if you decide to change your character halfway through, you have to go through these uh, these emissions that are basically just repetitions. You know, you know, you have to go. Uh, you know, beat up like you know ten small crimes or some bullshit, right? You know, stops ten small crimes and then you unlock this ability. Um, and you have to do that with every single character. So it's just like if you wanted to play, you know, all of the different characters, you have to do all a lot of this fucking running around bullshit. You're not really, you know, you're not really experiencing the meat of the game and the you know the story behind it. You're just doing busy work, and that. That put a lot of people off. That's why it's getting a lot of mixed reviews. That and, I mean, it's kind of lackluster as far as the combat's concerned, from what I understand. I mean, it, it looks full, flashy when you full, watch it. Yeah, it's a full sixty dollar game too. Right. It looks it looks flash, flashy while you watch it, but it's really, you know, really basic. So it gets really boring. Um, I don't know. Um. I, they might still be able to improve it. Uh, who knows? Uh, but chances are, it's it's probably that's probably how it's going to live. And uh, if that's if that's the case, uh, that might be a uh, a wait for a sale uh, situation. You know, 
Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pick, uh, be able to pick it up and play it, but uh, if it if it shows up on sale, I might uh, pick it up. I I like a Batman game once in a while, uh, but it's probably you know kind of got uh kind of got a a little I don't know the words words are gone so it's not a great game <laughs> from what I understand <laughs> so. I am. I don't know, dude. I am. Uh, my brain's starting to uh, to fry here. Uh, I was just looking at Final Fantasy 16 stuff. Uh, they just released. Uh, uh, Square Enix just released a uh, uh, a new video for Final Fantasy uh, 16, which is uh, promising to go a little bit back. Uh, you know, go back towards its roots. Of course, they've said that shit before. Um, uh, and go back into. Uh, you know, a little bit more of the fantasy in Final Fantasy instead of having people run around on fucking motorcycles and shit uh, or flying cars. Um, we will see. Uh, that's supposed to be coming out uh, summer next year, uh, and I could definitely use something to uh, uh, to you know to forget the noctuses of the, of the past. Uh, that's for sure. Um, but I'll still I'll still have my uh, first love as Final Fantasy fourteen, and it'll be. Uh, the game that I'll play forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. I need more caffeine in my life. Uh, God of War is supposed to be coming out real soon. Um, God of War Ragnarok. Uh, apparently, uh, like you can two or three get weeks, that right? game running on beautiful. <laughs> uh, so it'll have an option for 4K at 30 FPS. Uh, but you can also get it uh, get it going at 120 FPS mode uh, as well. So you just need to, uh, you know own a PlayStation 5, have the money for a new game, uh, and be able to, uh, uh, and you just go in and change some uh, change some settings, and you can get her to right where you want it. But it's still a PS5 exclusive, right? It is for right now, yeah. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a PS5 exclusive. Uh, well, actually P- uh, PlayStation exclusive. It looks like you can get it on PS4. Um, though you're probably going to want to play it on PS5 anyway. Um, but it's not going to be anywhere outside of the PlayStation ecosystem, probably for at least another year. Uh, it's what they did with uh, the original God of War. It took them, what, almost two years to get it on uh, on Steam. Though they might be a little bit better about it uh, coming, f- uh, you know, going forward because they're still wanting to, uh, you know, to break into that PC market. There is a whole lot of people who cannot get their uh, get hands on a PS5 right now? Uh, that would love to play that game because you know the you know the God of War 2018 is on Steam and it's got an overall overwhelmingly positive re- you know uh, review on Steam and there's a lot of people that played that game. Um, so who knows? Maybe uh, maybe Sony will uh, will take uh. Uh, take some instruction from uh, the successes of Game Pass, and you know, and you know, unle- you know, you know, un- stop being so fucking uptight about their goddamn games and release it. You know, you know, release it on PC as well. I mean, you know. that that's what we need. Yeah, we do. We just need uh, if they was able to get their games out to you know to more people, they would see that. Uh, you know, they would see, 
you know a better return on their uh, on their gaming investments especially if it's an exclusive um you know it can still say sony all over the place and fuck if you wanted to put up a you know uh, put up a thing where you could only play uh, play it on their fucking store or whatever i just want to be able to play it on my fucking pc you know and a lot of people are the same way i mean you know the playstation 5 is great but place you know pc is going to be the way of the future you know the consoles are basically PCs right now. So, I mean, you sell your consoles at what's basically a loss, planning to make the money back on software revenue. So, sell the fucking software to other people. Well, there are plenty I mean, of people like me who won't get a PS5 for what's probably the next couple of years that would love to be able to play their exclusives on PC. Right? Yeah. It's, the the idea of the of the console being uh the console being like the entertainment center of uh of the room uh is starting to fall away uh and it's also uh, the the argument oh. that you need to have uh that you you need to, you need to have a console because the games are available on disc and this and that and the other thing that's also fa- falling away especially when you go to the store and you buy a game and it's, you end up getting the fucking plastic case that the game's supposed to come in. You open it up, and it's just a fucking code inside so that you can download the game with the code for free. Yeah, that makes um, me mad. That that pisses me off more than anything else. Like, if you if you go to the store, buy the fucking game, I want a disc in it. And, you know, and that that used to be the big thing with consoles is you, you had the disc, and then you could, you know, you could lend that disc to your uh, to your buddy and they could play that game after you're done you know uh, well, you, what you do is you you and your buddy both buy the games that are releasing on the same day but you buy opposite games you ba- you beat it and then you trade them right you know and that that's not something that you can really do with digital um you know so you know the the hardware is becoming more pc like the games are becoming more PC-like in the fact that they're mostly uh, delivered digitally now. There's less and less of a argument that uh, that you need to have a console. You could just have a media PC, a, a gaming PC hooked up to a television, and you would have all the functionality of a PC plus having access to the games and the ability to uh, to customize the graphic settings for your situation. That's what I've been um, doing for years. And then, honestly, like Game Pass, PC Game Pass has mm-hmm. almost all the exclusives come to PC Game Pass as well. There right. are slight differences in the Game Pass libraries between the two, but long story short, like it doesn't even make sense why um, why I should have the new Xbox. Because a lot right. of the stuff also has cross-play between PC and Xbox, except for one game in particular. That would be Fallout 76. but that aside, which I'm also not playing a lot of, um, but that's on that's on the Bethesda side of servers. They just need to be able to enable crossplay on the server side, and it would be fine. the uh, the The thing is with with my purchase of this, you know, of this generation's console, I bought a, a PS5, and I bought a PS5 specifically because they're the only ones that you know, will hold on to their exclusives in their ecosystem and not release it to some form of, you know, a uh, uh, a PC marketplace. 
So, <laughs> um, <laughs> Lola Pop is sleeping. Yeah, um, sure. Her but, tongue sticking out. It's funny. <laughs> well, and you know, it wouldn't be that much of a problem if PlayStation Now didn't fucking suck. Yeah, if if it was better than you know, if it was kind of like you know Game Pass and you know in its delivery, uh, then yes, uh, then it would be, you know, it would be better. Uh, we're looking. I'm looking to see whether or not they actually go forward uh in a, in a perfect world honestly in a perfect world so you know one or the other just buys the other so like look microsoft by sony is one ha- big happy family i don't know if there's really you know a need for a, a competition anymore do we really need a competition between you know microsoft and sony do we i don't really want to i mean i don't think that acquisition would ever happen but it's, it would never do, happen I no could, i i i could do with less competition between the two yes i could do a little I mean, less competition between the fanboys having their own little ecosystems you know that are completely separate islands right uh, the idea of that is just you know <clears throat> for years and years and years it's just gotten to a point where we are uh, as a society, are more connected than we ever have been before, and I think that in you know at this point, if I wanted to play a video game with my buddy, and I had a PlayStation and he had an Xbox, there should be no fucking reason why there you know why we wouldn't be able to play a game. Well, if you play something like Fortnite, there currently isn't, but right, it's only a handful but, of games. And that's and that's the thing, you know. There's there's some, and it's on the game developer to be able to enable that kind of thing. Um, but I mean, I don't know, dude. It's uh, I'm I'm just I, I'm tired of the t- different ecosystems. If there was some kind of value add between the ecosystems, then I would be all right with it. But right now, the value adds are starting to disappear, and um. Right now, the the only thing that you're uh, that you're looking at is the differences in controller and uh, what their uh, what their digital storefront looks like, and that's it. That's really all all that's you know that's different. There's very and, minor differences between the two. And your PS5 so, wanting to update like every waking moment of every day. I haven't been able to use my PlayStation Five because uh, every time I turn it on, it requires at least two hours worth of updates. So. Yeah, it's in the gigs. You know, it, it's a bandwidth sucker, and and that's the thing. I can't. Like, I can't it wants you to put it in sleep on. mode, but then I have to keep the cabinet open so it doesn't fucking overheat when it starts doing updates. So I just every time I do turn it on, decide to play it, it's like okay, well, we're gonna go through some more fucking updates. Okay, well, I guess I'm just gonna turn this off because I wanted to play something now, not in twenty minutes. No, and I can just go over to my computer and play whatever the fuck I want. It's like oh, so, guess I'm I don't know. What I was playing already. I, I think uh, that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about uh, for today. I really want to get my hands on some games and a lot more games than 20 minutes to dawn before, uh, you know, before the end of this month, um, before I become gainfully employed. So <laughs> um, I'd say that's it, man. Uh, Jason, where can you find us? 
Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash TiltCast. And search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe. Find some friends to the show. you got Cabbage KBG. You've got NoQuarters.net. You've got For the Love of Gaming. You've got BMFCast.com and TVGP.TV. They also show Game Pass. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace. Peace.